to the No Rights Podcast. I'm your host, Ben, a.k.a. No Rights, a.k.a. that dude from that thing. Anyway, <laughs> joining us, as per usual, my co-host and good buddy, Ian. How you doing, Ian? Hey! Hey! Shasoko. Shasoko. Yeah. <laughs> also joining us, as per usual, usual, uh, my, arch, my uh, twin brother and arch nemesis, Franklin. How you doing, Frank? Sup? Who wants uh, this dog? Who wants this dog? <laughs> oh man! So anyway, hello, gentlemen. How are you doing this week? What? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, haven't uh, spoken to both of you in a while. Um. Well, other than Frank, who messages me, you know, like, hey, hey, did you see this thing on Amazon? They got Ecto Cooler. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Then when I try to order it, they're out, and then they get it the next uh-huh. day, and he's like, yeah, I just ordered some. I'm like, so, so you're going to split that with me? He's like, man, hey, get your own. <laughs> no, he, he, I, I said, hey, you got the, can you believe it's on uh, Amazon? And he's like, yeah, I knew. And then he's like, you think it's worth it? And he linked me the fucking thing I linked him again. Well, that was like a day later. So. Go, Black Betty. Okay, Miss Mimi. Bam, bam, bam. Whoa, Black Betty. Uh... So anyway... What, what have you been up to, Frank? Tell the folks at home what you've been doing for the last week. Working. Working for the man every night and day. I think you're no, just during the fucking day. And then at night, I went in today. Uh, yesterday, I volunteered for overtime, and then today it was mandatory. So I came in an hour early both days, and then we like, hey, uh, you can leave early if you want. I'm like, peace. Oh man, but TGIF, am I right? Everybody's working for the weekend. TFGIF, thank fucking God it's Friday. Mm -hmm. What are you so excited it's Friday for, Ian? I'm gonna go on a date, I'm uh spending the night man yeah I'd be pretty excited oh, I spend about the that night Frank. with my wife every night I went on a date with my wife tonight oh you guys still go on a date night with my wife well yeah, you know I said hey you want to go on a date she said okay we're... what yeah but says, no, what, I have go ahead 
the difference between us is I go ahead and try. I, I um I I don't have anything on my yes. uh, ankle. What? Like it. I don't have anything uh, I, I don't chained to my ankle. That's the difference between me and you. I still have my freedom. Oh, you saying ball and chain? Yeah. Oh, you're you're saying I got a ball and chain because I'm in a committed adult relationship. No, no. See, he's saying he doesn't have to pretend to care about what she's saying. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, shit. Coming out swinging. Damn. Okay, Vince, you're who's, a bachelor, so you can say whatever you want. Yep, it's okay. Who's he's trying to joke on Frank? No one gives a fuck. <laughs> oh, you guys, I'm just teasing. It's both okay, Ben. He's crying on the inside. Don't listen to him. No, it's okay. I'm gonna die alone. It's great. So anyway, no, you're not. <laughs> no, hey, they'll be always... collectors one year money. I want you to go back and talk to when I go, yeah. somebody will eat my corpse before you guys find me. Be great. So anyway, no Ben, you, you, can always, that's nasty. you don't have to die alone. You could always go talk back with that girl again. No, anyway. don't, don't. No, he's not gonna die alone. He's gonna take everybody in the room with him. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> fucked up, isn't it? Okay, yeah. so let's move on, Ian. How about you? What you been up to the past <laughs> week? Um. Still working on that phone a little bit, the phone case. I uh, been working on it here and there, off and on, and uh, working on. I was I was trying to uh, finish up some of the scripts that the Mac scripts that was unfinished from a long time ago, so I I could help me model a little bit more too. So I'm doing that. Uh, started watching that that Daredevil show on the on that Netflix. Kobe. Oh, no, Cody, with the uh, street. You know that salts plug-in. Uh, uh, no, sir, I don't. Yeah, so you do. So, so anyway. So anyway. Yes. You enjoying that there, Daredevil? I, I've heard good things. Yeah, I've only got like the third episode down so far. The first season. It seems like it's pretty good so far. <clears throat> ben told me about a guy on YouTube who uh, they have footage from a uh, filming of a I Love Lucy episode where someone in the audience snuck in a color camera, but there's you know no sound, so they had to splice it in with the actual like episode, so you could say there is, and then back to the black and white, there is. Oh, oh, that reminds me. Uh... Uh, my dad, my dad emailed it to me. Uh, him and my uh, brother, who's like 13, they went to like uh, it was an Indians game, I believe. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I guess the the good part of the day, if you could consider it, is they went home. Uh, no, well, that too, but they they also uh, they they are. Filming that Fast and Furious 8 and in uh, Cleveland actually, and we were able to sneak in some footage of some explosions that they were doing there. So, so who's the main fucking guy? Because Paul Walker did. I don't know what's going on with that. I just know that they. <coughs> Do you ever uh, see that picture? That's like, you know, 
does this make you feel old? This is what they were stealing in the first Fast and Furious movie, and it's a truck full of little, like, 12-inch TVs with VCRs built in. Uh, yeah. But no, they were, they were yelling at everybody that was, uh, you know, behind the filming lines and or the, you know, like the public lines or whatever. Shut up, You call it, and they're just saying no filming, no pictures, nobody. And it's like, how are you gonna ask nobody to take pictures? That's like, that's like asking everybody not to breathe or something. Well, it's like that bit about, you know. Mount Rushmore, they're like, don't take pictures till you get up and pay the guy. It's like, no, don't pay, I can see the mountain. <laughs> Go put a curtain in front of it. That'd be a bit... See the world's biggest yeah. curtain. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, it sounds like a fun time, fun time. Hold on. I, uh, yeah. Here's... Yeah. Huh? Copy. Oh, no. Here, uh, yeah, here's what they were stealing in the first Fast and the Furious there, Ian. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, what? In their defense, people, cr- criminals will try to peddle anything. I mean, they. they Back rent. then, that was some cool shit. I houses. had my TV in my bedroom had a VCR built into it, and I still have that motherfucker somewhere. Yeah, they they were cool back in the day. So where you remember those little handheld TVs you'd take to like the game or something? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. The giant antenna coming out of them. Oh yeah, did you see? Hold on, did you guys see the guy who uh, had a an old iPhone, like an iPhone <clears> five? <throat> so it wasn't an old iPhone, but it was his old one that he wasn't using. And he said the battery was about to die. He said it, it wouldn't hold charge very well, so he just left it plugged in for a year and running uh, uh, Xcode shit like I don't know it, ran, it was writing something and uh, he says I noticed the, that it started to swell about six months ago so he's like and then the it, the screen came off on its own here's a picture of the battery Oh, no. Oh, boy. There you go. Well, then. <laughs> Does oh, that look shit. good? He, he's like, I'm glad it didn't burn my house down. But I'm going to put another battery in it and then try again. I'm like, wait, you want to burn your house down, dude? You know that? That, that reminds me that I've been getting into a lot of those. Uh, you ever watch that user on uh, that YouTuber uh, called Techbrex. I don't think so. Which guy's uh, that? Well, it's just uh, you know, it's, he's one of the YouTubers that d- does a genre of. Will this iPhone survive if it's? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Embedded yeah. in like let's a watermelon or something. Let's put it. Let's put it in ice and drop it from the roof. Yeah. Will yeah. it still work? Actually, the ice is surprisingly one of the lesser destructive things. You know, right. well, my my problem with that though is like a lot of the times they most of the damage from it is comes from them actually embedding the thing inside of like the ice or whatever, and the, they never bother to like try to at least saran wrap it or something. You know. <laughs> right. Did you see that new commercial with um 
Lil Wayne, you know how he's pouring the champagne on his phone in the old commercial? He walks into a, a convenience store pouring champagne on his phone. He's like, you guys got any champagne? He's like, yeah, aisle five. He goes to aisle five. He comes back. Here's the money. Pour more champagne on his phone. Yeah. He's not even looking up the guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, as for me, I've been doing stuff on the site. Um, yeah, I know that. I called him. Hey, Ben, what's up? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Frank. This yeah. episode's going to be about... Uh, uh-huh. ...critique Ben's website again. No. <laughs> no, it's okay. I know you guys don't care, so there's no really no point in asking. <laughs> it's not that we don't care. It's just really fucking boring. Well, you... Why, that, you might as well have us make the damn site. Well, why don't you, Frank? Yeah, let's, let's make you the website care. on the show. Yeah. Why don't That'd you make great. a website and tell me how great it's going to be, Frank? And then I look at it. And it's I'm like, sorry, Instagram is down. Just describe your lunch to me. Babby's first website. But anyway, I've been fixing, moving some stuff around, doing uh-huh. a bunch of coding stuff on the back end, basically. But hopefully people should yeah. notice too much change other than the front page. Although, if those of you listening to this podcast on YouTube, you're probably, you might need to... Uh, check the feed if you got it on iTunes I think it should auto correct it but I can't guarantee that I'm gonna try and contacting them was a nice fun thing it's like last time I sent an email they're like oh this email address is dead now you guys go to the this con- this you know contact form okay you go to that okay send an email to this and we'll contact you within three to five business days <sighs> so Ben's I all about I- the back end <clears throat> Oh, See, even I the cat hope he... didn't like that joke. I uh, <laughs> What's this I, posted, I posted something on Reddit, and then like a couple minutes later, I heard a little the Reddit sound. I was like, "Hey, I got a reply." No, it was fucking Reddit saying, "Hey, we noticed your email wasn't verified. You might want to do that." I'm like, "Shit!" I love whenever you log into a site and it's like, "Hey, we we want the double security, so give us your phone number, so that way, whenever you try and log in, we can also send you a message to make sure this is really you." Mm-hmm. I get it. But how many yeah. times am I going to log into this site? It's like, no, you don't need my phone number. Oh, there's the verification thing. Okay. I like how they're like, it's, this is important. Skip this time. I'll do it later. It's like, why give us that option? <laughs> As you know, most people aren't going to be back if you, if you don't. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, at least you could get in contact with such a giant company because, I mean, like places like Facebook and Twitter and shit, like, if you got a problem, you can't... I'm sorry. <laughs> SOL. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing I did uh, between this and the last show is I watched uh, 11-22-63. That, uh, the mini- whole thing? Yeah, all eight hours. Watched it on Hulu with their ads. Same <laughs> four ads. Three weeks later. Uh, yeah. Hey, so I like, still need to buckle down and watch the Godfather trilogy. Well, 11th, it's the miniseries on that Stephen King novel uh, Frank and I both read about the guy going back in time to stop the assassination at JFK. And uh, we talked about it on the show before, right, Frank? We I think... You and I are both in agreement that the ending wasn't as good as the rest of the book. 
Uh, yeah. Because I think I think the problem is he came up with how he wanted it to end, and then he spent all this time, you know, making you know, making the world and making it feel like you were there, and then the end just kind of happens. And uh, it, I mean, no no knock against Stephen King because that man has written more stuff than any of us will ever get written in our lifetime, and has achieved much more. <laughs> you know, published. Well, he's written, he's, you know, it's like, you know, he, he's not a one-hit wonder. He's like Stephen King of The Shining, The Stand, <laughs> you know, the, it's like all these different things. It's like, oh yeah, I know that one thing he did, and I know this other thing he did, and he, <laughs> Shawshank Redemption, that was it. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but yeah, I watched the, yes, Frank? Oh, go ahead. Hmm? You were interrupting, what'd you want? Uh, I was, I was saying that. Uh, the problem I have with uh, those kind of stories of going back and stopping in time is like you never know what's going to happen like with that butterfly effect where it's like you could stop them but then you could you cause a shooter to shoot it, like an innocent civilian and then like their family member gets really mad and they rise up and become some kind of like dictator or something and well, there's that whole question of if you go back and kill Hitler, what's to make somebody who's a better dictator than he was, you know, and a better military yeah. strategist, and then, you know, losing World War Two to them, you know? So, I don't know, but, let me just, yep. <laughs> the second I get up, she runs off. Anyway, but yeah, it was it was a very well-done miniseries. Um, at times, it felt kind of like House of Cards, like the way they, they played up the whole you know, spying motif and everything, and the look of it. And some people think that uh, Franco was miscast. I think he, I think he did a good job. My only th my only concern was whenever I saw him in a suit, I just kept thinking of Matthew Broderick from the producers. <laughs> Are you talking about James Franco? Yeah. Yeah. I I can't, I just cannot get away from him being uh, the guy from Spider Man. <laughs> Nah, you just can't get over him being that guy in a hunt was 172 hours. Never saw it. Uh, Cut uh, off his arm. Yeah. Spoilers, oh. Frank. Well, you know he did it because the guys at the thing. All right, cut off arm. Well, you uh, know I'll never go and see it anyways. Well. Anyway, so yeah, it was a good good mini mini series. Um, they made changes from the book because obviously yeah. you can't. Even for a miniseries, which I think a miniseries was better than a movie for this, because, you know, a proper Stephen King movie has to be very long, I think, to really get as good as the book. And the miniseries, you're, it's able to take sort of the same thing as the the book. Um, you know, there's there's little winks and nods to stuff they couldn't do. Like, there's stuff that happens in the book that, that they're like, they, they mention, but you never see. It's like, oh, oh like, dude okay. killing them with a sledgehammer and all that. Uh, I'm talking about like you know, there's 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 certain bits I don't want to spoil any of it. And I didn't I, say any names. No, I'm just saying there's. Plus they they did they changed some stuff around too that's kind they, of inv invented. Yes, Franklin. They they didn't spend a shit ton of time focusing on his stupid girlfriend, did they? <laughs> that was fucking annoying. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's Frank. a damn love story. I don't give a flying fuck about your girlfriend. You travel back in time <laughs> to stop JFK, and like two two chapters in, 
Ah, I've got some time to wait. I'm going to go hang out with a girl downtown. What? <laughs> well, it 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 covered a lot of areas, and they changed, like I said, they changed stuff up from the book a little bit, but... I think it was an. I think it was a good interpretation of it. It wasn't like they introduced everything where now it's about an orphan girl or anything. You know, it's like no, Little it's orphan Annie. Yeah, they did some stuff where I was just like, oh, I'm kind of wondering how this is gonna play out. <laughs> and, okay, uh, so back to the news. Gee, <laughs> Frank. Hey, let's cut Ben off because I'm a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should just add your lower thirds to be Frank, professional dick. <laughs> oh, hey, I didn't notice you have your banner back. Yes, you didn't notice because you never look this way because you don't pay attention, Frank. Because you're a dick. Yeah, don't I really care. Anyways, it's with the it's with the hangout hey, toolbox. Not a clue. It just okay. happened to work this time. It hasn't worked for the last couple shows. I don't know why. And now it's hard working again. Here Can I put that on? Yeah. And uh, other people in the call do that too. Yeah, if you got the hangout toolbox, you should be able to pull it up. Okay. I'll, I'll fuck with that later. Yeah. He's, that I really important. don't care. I was just asking. I was asking I mean, for like, a friend. We, we asking for the show I'm going to be on that's not this one. <laughs> we probably should all do it, though. That's what I'm not going to do thinking. that. You better do it, man. You can have Frank Thompson on there. We can barely get him to not walk away and play guitar while we're on the show, Ian. You've got <laughs> such, such high expectations. Well, like, yeah, he's been, he's made a lot of progress, so it's like shut up. You got to keep you got to keep shut up raising your expectations. Shut up. It's like having a kid, you know. Shut up. You keep doing better. Anyway, don't talk back, kid. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk back. So anyway, I guess we might as well get to the news so Ian doesn't uh, run oh. run into it. What's the matter, Frank? Well, now you're opposing. You're saying. Onto the news. Yeah, I turned the bass up on my headphones and it just was all. Eh. I have. By the way, I saw. Uh, I don't know if Ben saw it, but they they have these awesome noise canceling Bose headphones that are wireless. I thought Ben would be interested in that. Only he's not going to wear them on the show. Uh, Ian. I don't know. The thing about wireless headphones I'd heard is that they don't really work that well for for noise canceling. So, mm. and I want something where I wouldn't hear anybody else. So, how about the news? All right. All right, Frank. All right. <laughs> What? We promise it doesn't suck. Don't make promises. Shh. Quiet. They gotta tune in to find out. By then you got them. Alright. Go ahead, Ian. Hold on. Let me reconnect really quick. Google's acting up again. The screen share button won't work. Hold on. Man, our show's just falling off the rails lately, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway... Make you think I froze up there. Yeah. Do, 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 
Uh, give me an opportunity to switch to studio. Ooh. Studio mode. Yeah, I was on Steam. I don't know how and I got a changes. I got a game of the year edition of uh, this game, and it's like, oh hey, here's a game similar to the game you played, just the regular version. I'm like, get, get the fuck off my shit. I already had that. Cool yeah, story, bro. Yeah. So Ian, why don't you tell us how much do ISPs hate competition? They'll sue the FCC to prevent it. I just see Ben making a goofy face. Here's all my news links here. What? I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh... Requirement that charter overbuild comp competitors challenged by small ISPs. Um, two lobby groups representing small and medium-sized internet service providers have taken the first step towards suing the FCC over a rolling design to boost competition. Uh, the groups are trying to overturn a condition imposed on Charter's purchase of Time Warner Cable and uh, Bright House Networks in exchange for approval to by the cable companies. Charter agreed to compete against other ISPs by building new networks in cities and towns already served by high-speed internet providers. The American Cable Association, which represents smaller cable companies, is mostly rural and suburban areas, and NTCA, the Rural Broadcast Association, uh, which represents uh, small telcos, each filed petitions to overturn the condition with the FCC last night. This is basically a formal formality to demonstrate uh, to a court that the groups have exhausted all available options before suing. Assuming that CC rejects the petitions, the groups will likely file a lawsuit. The overbuilding condition will have devastating effects on the smaller broadband providers. Charter will overbuild. Uh, the ACA said in a press conference or a press release, the ACA's petition to the FCC claims that the condition is unlawful because it quote unquote is not tailored to mitigate a merger specific harm or confirm a merger specific benefit. Um, yeah. It's sort of a long article but um, yeah, it says Congress directs the FCC to determine whether merge Mergers serve the public interest. The FCC can reject a merger if they aren't sufficient. If there aren't sufficient benefits to offset potential harms to the public, or he can impose conditions to ensure that the merger is a net benefit to the public interest. Uh, in the charter case, FCC said the overbuilt competition or condition will spur competition, leading to lower prices and greater choice for consumers, quote unquote, to satisfy the requirement. Charter must offer broadband with uh, download speeds of uh, at least 60 megabytes per second to 1 million locations outside of its current territory, where any other provider offers at least 25 megabytes per second. Charter has five years to comply. The ACA argues that the overbuilding condition will actually harm consumers because small providers will be driven out of business when 
forced to compete against the nation's second largest cable company. As a result, charters overbuild targets will tell services or be forced out of business entirely, further concentrating control of the market in a few large providers, the ACA said. Uh, in some, that overbuild condition exacerbates rather than remedi remedies uh, merger harms and uh, inflicts new harms in the markets served by smaller providers. Yeah, that kind of sounds like the ISP's problem. That's uh, not the, not a problem for the consumer. I mean, no. I, I hate to tell yeah. you this, but if you're offering a better product than than you know than what the competition currently has, uh, people are going to go to that. I mean, you can argue about the whole like oh Walmart's in every town and everything, but it's like they don't want to have a monopoly. They can break it up eventually. I'm they always saying, do. I'm just saying it's not. This isn't a, like a pricing issue. This is the issue of you know these ISP. ISPs are providing 25 and they're they, offering 60. It's like, that's a better service. So Ian and I actually touched up. on this when you weren't here. Uh, the infrastructure has been shitty for a long time, and like they said, this will bring competition. The motherfuckers putting up 25 megabits a second and saying, well, that's all you get. That No, I'm not fucking happy with that. Give me at least 50 and I'll be screaming down the highway and if you don't fucking like it, make your shit faster or I'm not going to fucking buy it. Yeah, the argument, I mean, competition is usually good for the consumer. I mean, if yeah. they're going to go out of business because they can't compete, it's like, well, I hate to tell you. It's, you know, I always side with the consumers in that matter. So Now, if I do a speed test while I'm on the air with you guys, should it impact my results a lot? I, yeah. I imagine. Anyway. So I'm going to tell you what I've got right now. It's right. pinging. Go ahead. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, oh, crap. I got an automated it video. Is Ranch? Oh, my God. Stop. Uh, stop. Yeah, let's, let me do mine. Where is the auto-playing video at? I will stop you. Well, since I'm, since I'm streaming the video for, for my tablet and I'm streaming you guys, I'm sure it'll impact me a lot. <laughs> okay, I think the video stopped now, so I'm just... Be nice if I could see it. it. Had the little thing saying, "Oh, this is playing a sound." But anyway. So yeah, Ian, what's your thoughts on the uh, ISP competition? Um, comp I say competition is a sin, Ben. No. <laughs> no, that's the fornication that you and your old lady are gonna be doing later. Oh yeah, that's right. So my results of my speed test, I got 3.11 uh, down and 0.82 up. Mm. That's pretty slow. <coughs> let's see. I've got, okay, let's see. It's doing the upload speeds. I got 35 down. And you're with TWC? And, yeah. That's not the business and, class, is it? No. You got That's that like turbo 50. boost? Yeah, I used to have yeah. the turbo boost. Is that what you got? I have the extreme package, and my up is five. My up is bigger than your down. That's funny. <laughs> That's what she said. So, how much is your package a month? Um, 
Well, yeah, I'm, I'm paying like, it's like six. Now hold on, before you answer, do you have phone too? No. Okay. No. Do you have cable through them? No. Okay, because we got direct TV. I got rid of mine. Yeah, we got direct TV and we use Netflix and shit. So, I told my wife, I said we should get faster internet if we're gonna be on Netflix, but. I don't, what what's your package running you? It's it's about like sixty somewhere around there. Really? That's all? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's they they were able, when I got rid of my cable and I was fighting with them, I was telling you about all that drama and shit. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they I got them they found a a, de, a promotion for me, so Oh is indeed convenient. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping Charter takes over and makes it better. Sounds like they're kind of going to be forced to. Because even if you're not going with Charter, you're gonna. So. Mm. All right then. So. Let's see our next next news story then. With Tango, Google is now equipped to map the entire world inside and out. Tell us, tell us about that one there, Ian. What's a tango? Ambitious new technology, which Lenovo just launched on a consumer phone for the first time, could make for a better blue dot on Google Maps. Okay. Um, oh, a Lenovo phone? Huh. Yeah. Hmm. I never even thought of that. The first experience is uh, out of the box. Mute it. Mute it. Introduce people it. to I'm the trying. functionality. Pause it. Pause it, because you'll, yeah. you'll get, you'll get, you'll get. <laughs> great. Okay. Another copyright flag. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I don't All know right. if it'll be able to great. flag it like when we're talking because it I will. Think it has to be. It doesn't care. It will. It does not care about your problems. Anyway, go on ahead, Ian. Tell us about Tango. Oh, he's unchained. Okay, um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ian got it. <laughs> yeah! Frank, you go sit in your corner. Think about what you just did. <laughs> yeah! Don't be mad that I've made a apologize. I'm not. No. No. <laughs> no, it's it's fair. Actually, my <laughs> girlfriend's with the her, her grandpa who who isn't doing that well right now, and uh, I'm sorry. Hasn't been for a while, so yeah, he can keep sounding like a, an asshole if you want. But, what? Well, then. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, that, you're fucking weird, man. Yeah. Fucking weird, man. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm acting like I'm trying to make you feel bad, but <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> okay, Dad. So um, no, pops, it ain't no use to it. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Ian. Uh oh. Ian. Ian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm here. 
Okay, um, open up Google Maps on your phone and depending on where you are, you'll see uh, some streets, some buildings, and a blue dot. That blue dot is you, and you are here icon. When you move, it moves. The dot is helpful when you're walking around outside, but if you're indoors in an airport or a mall or even a conference, and you, like I am today, you might as well uh, be in no man's land. Uh, Google wants to change that with something called Tango. That uh, initiative previously called Project Tango is Google's ambitious plan to map the indoor world. Google Maps is already uh, wildly popular with more than 1 billion users, but where Maps is a cartographer's uh, dream on steroids, uh, Tango isn't concerned with streets and rivers and national parks. Tango is for everything underneath uh, rooftops, hallways, offices, uh, barrooms, and uh, perhaps more importantly for Google's advertising ambitions, the stuff inside these rooms like furniture and products on shelves. Um, on Thursday, the Ch Ch uh, Chinese device maker uh, Lenovo unveiled the first consumer smartphone infused with uh, Google's Tango technology. The $500 phone called the Fab 2 Pro with a 6.4 inch screen dam and yeah. will be available by I want September. it. I need it. <laughs> yeah. uh, the phone itself is uh, hulking and Jeff Meredith, the head of Lenovo's mobile business group, said devices with both smaller and bigger screens are coming. But back to the maps and the blue dot, when you're indoors, all it tells you is you're in the airport, which is not super helpful. Johnny Lee had a Tango said in an interview. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It, it, does, it doesn't come in handy when you want to tell someone to meet you at uh, baggage claim four. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess they're trying to use these phones to try to map out the inside, I guess, and then they, you would be able to put that in the database, probably kind of like that. You know how that a lot of people are doing like those 360 degree panoramas there, where they kind of like do Google's street view job? they could upload the 360s of parts of the map, you know. Hmm. Now, my question is, will this will this uh, app take take a nice mapping of my living room and be able to tell somebody, no, wait, don't step there, you'll, you'll hit the table. <laughs> be sure when you're stealing his TV not to stub your toe. <laughs> I usually turn location off anyway to keep from draining battery and wasting data. It says, with a Tangle phone, you'll be able to appear inside buildings. The technology lets you map out a room with the phone sensors and four cameras capturing all of the parameters and measurements of the room itself and everything inside it. The idea is that uh, many owners would use Tangle's technology to map out the building's interiors and release that data to Google so people with Tango phones could use that information when they're in the building 
Lee won't reveal how many venue partners Google already has, but says he hopes there will be a few live uh, uh, later this year. One partner is the home improvement chain Lowe's. Lee says Google has um, uh, Lee says Google has also done a, a pilot test with the San Jose International Airport. And Google has another plan for mapping the interiors of buildings using a special laser scanning backpack called the Cartographer. But Lee says that's a separate project. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be great when you go into an airport and start scanning stuff with your laser and, and TSA just comes out, Excuse me, sir. What? Oh, nothing. Just mapping out the interior layout of this airport. <laughs> so I can send it back to make a bomb. I'm just saying, man, this is its going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, it says one of the, uh, I guess, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, like when, what's that word when, like, people have uh, a controversy. Uh, one of the controversies with this is the, the privacy implications. They said you can uh, think of Tango release date data as you think of YouTube videos when you share a video on your phone you can keep it on the device or you can upload it to YouTube and share it wide, uh, widely with Tangle when you map a room it creates a computer like with the exact specification of that room and the file says on the device. I was looking at the uh, description of this phone I need it. Wow I what's it? It's, it's bigger. Yeah. I have a, I have a Note 3 right now and I want bigger. That's what she said. Hi, pretty hobie. Hi. You know she can't hear you, right? She can hear me. I've got headphones on, Frank. Cats have that supersonic hearing, bitch. Shut up. You're just a screener. She can't even tell. Anyway. Hi, hobie. Bye, hobie. Oh, she, she's circling around, sniffing the big Amazon box that got delivered recently. <laughs> so. With a with a case of case of this? Yeah. Yeah, I have a case of surge and two cases of extra cooler. Have, haven't uh, tasted it yet. I have, <coughs> I have those and I also have uh, two boxes of French Toast Crunch. Okay, sorry for interrupting there. Anyway, that's okay. carry on, no, carry I mean, on. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, what, what are you looking forward to this thing, Ian? Or are you, are you finally your note? Well, I'm, I mean, I guess it sounds cool, but like, I'm not gonna go out and buy it today. Thing. I mean, it sounds cool because it's pretty much like a, a, a it's pretty much a tablet with a connect on it. <laughs> well, that's why it's called the Fab. It's a tablet, phone tablet. The Fab. It's it's a with phone a with a connect on it because we know how well that worked out. Yeah. What? The connect. Oh. Yeah, people still buy them. Ask Ian. They use them for three D modeling. <laughs> 
we've talked about that on the show plenty, Frank. I'm just saying, when you say it mm-hmm. comes with the purchase, some uh, people are just like, mm. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right then. So let's, let's. I guess we can move on to a dude figured out how to deep fry water, and now humanity is doomed. Yeah. What? Yep. You heard it right, Frank. Um. So yeah, you know how like they, they, they like, will fry anything nowadays, like pizza and cookies yeah. and yeah. Uh, what other? What's some of the other crazy shit that you guys have heard that? Ecto cooler. Yeah, uh, Coca Cola, yeah. ice cream. Um, yeah, sorry, I sent it off the text. Um, <laughs> dear Huggy uh, Pears, yeah. bushy bushy. <laughs> uh, so pretty much this guy, along with, I, I I don't know how they fry, like, the pop and stuff. I think, don't they pretty much just dump, like, the fryer, like, the soda and shit into the fryer, and it pretty much just, like, clumps Fryer, fryer. Okay. What, how do you think they do that, Ben? Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think it's just whatever goes in the... F- the fryer it wraps around it and creates, you know, the ink How casing. How do they deep fry Coke? It's just the concern with water is, you know, how do you fry... Fried water? Coke is a frozen Coca-Cola flavored batter that is deep fried and then topped with Coca-Cola syrup, whipped cream, cinnamon sugar, and cherry. So it's a batter that's frozen. All right. So... Oh boy. Boiling and freezing water. Oh boy. Um, okay. So the article says Is there a definitive turning point to one's quest for true culinary liberation? Just when does uh, gastronomic innovation innovation change from unparalleled advancement to a mind uncommonly horrific? Fever dream. How many food items can be imbued with the color of the rainbow before uh, dignified society begins to collapse in upon itself? We're both pleased and terrified to report that Jonathan Marcus, an unparalleled genius from the great state of Massachusetts, has performed. You already said unparalleled. Will surely go forth in culinary history as an accomplishment. As important as those boiling and I hope water, he... or I... could very well invite the <laughs> frenzy's downfall of mankind. Yeah. So... Okay, so Marcus had the uh, wherewithal to realize that the key to frying water uh, would be to enclose a portion of it in a membrane of some sort. He turned to calcium alginate. A gelatinous uh, substance that is made from uh, aqueous calcium chloride and aqueous sodium alginate 
tried and true uh, staple of molecular gastronomy. Uh -huh. uh, once the water is encased in a calcium alginate, the sphere looks a lot like a Mizu Shinjin Mochi. Yeah. Marcus very, very gently dipped the water ball in flour, rolled it in egg, and then also also carefully covered in veil of uh, panko bread crumbs. A few minutes in the fryer and while I the deep fried ball water. And then there's a video about it and he says it's pretty it tastes pretty bland but I'm not um I'll just show some of the frames from it. Gee, a, a deep fried ball of water tastes pretty bland, huh? Yeah, that's what it looks like pretty much. Yeah, and then when he cuts it open you can see the... These prizes in that thing. He cuts it open and then the water just comes out. <laughs> and it's like... I don't know what, why you would want to do it if it's so bland. Uh, to prove you could. I mean, you're basically frying a shell for it, so that's not really that, you know, I mean, you could get, like, a, one of those plastic Easter eggs and fry it around that. You know, that's essentially what he did, just with the gel. Isn't that right, kitty cat? I don't care, Dad. Uh, no, the only thing I thought would be sort of cool with that kind of uh, technique is maybe if you like deep fry like soup balls or something. Well these are like, this is raindrop cake basically. Yeah. Oh no, you cut it to that deep fried ball and now it's crying. It wet itself. I mean, I'm sure somebody could do a variation of this to do something cool, like you cut it open and it, you know, it's got, you know, fish in it, I don't know. <laughs> you do like... Well, like the guy, he said it looks like mochi, which is this. It, it is that. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe you could put like some... You can either make it sweet by putting like some kind of taste like flavor in it or something maybe add those what are those mio th things that color your water now like but see you know it's asian see and here here, here here's something they did with it i'm not proud of giving you this link well gee that must say something if it's frank saying that just, just look at it I don't know if you should, Ian. Just click it, sissy. Come on. Uh -huh. Fucking Asians. Franklin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Freaking racist. I didn't say that. Racist. Racist. My name's not Trump. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. And that's so, my... <laughs> let's move on to a story about a man who 
who built gun drone flamethrower dr drone ar argues FAA can't regulate him. Uh. Oh boy. You can't stop me. <laughs> oh boy. Fucking idiot. Racked up four plus million views on YouTube and drew FAA's fire ire. Yeah. <laughs> fire ire. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ian. Tell us about this one. Yeah, so, like, you know how, like, the military does, like, they, I think I saw, like, videos of them, like, attaching, like, guns, drones, and stuff. Just give it a knife. Yeah. It's like a lobster with a knife. The crab with a knife. Or the spider with a knife. Right. Um, yeah, it's like... Uh, it's like, civilian freeze! <laughs> you like some Robocop shit. Oh, man. Uh, the outcome of it, a new drone lawsuit out of Connecticut turns on what seems to be a, a simple question. Does the Federal Aviation Administration have the authority to regulate consumer drones? More specifically, can the FAA come after a student who rigged up a gun to a drone and fire it in his backyard with no one else around. The FAA really yes. thinks that it does and can with some drone. They should, yes. And believe the FAA is It's a fucking flying gun, for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's a flying fucking flamethrower. This guy's a goddamn moron. Please continue. He's from far up north to be that fucking stupid. Oh, Kentucky man. <laughs> Never mind. No, no, no. This guy's from out of Connecticut. Well, let it, that, doesn't that further reading say Kentucky man? That's another related lawsuit. Oh, Jesus. The drones, man. They're taking over. Um, on July 6th, FAA lawyers will face off in a new haven courtroom against attorneys representing a Connecticut student who produced two con uh, provocative drone-related videos, one involving a handgun mounted on a drone and another involving a flamethrower. At the time the FAA or organic statute was created, drones were the stuff of science fiction. Science fiction, Marlowe Sarama of the Rendaza legal group wrote in his recent opening brief defending the student, Austin Angwall, Hogwout, some, uh, and his father, Brad Hogwout. The statue did not contemplate their existence. Rather, the statue was directed at airplanes, helicopters, and blimps, and the resources on the ground to support them. Uh, Hogwout is also involved in a related lawsuit in a local court trying to get him reinstated at Central Connecticut State University, which expelled him in the wake of his videos. Uh, just, a home, just a fun home movie, Frank. The first of the two videos 
It's a simply flying gun. Depicts it, depicts it That's like going on YouTube and saying, gun. here's my new bomb I made, guys. What? I'm in trouble? Well, I'm not hurting anybody. Yeah. It, right there it says, flying gun video. What fuck more do you need? I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Okay, Hubert. Uh, That's Professor whatever. Hubert J. Farnsworth. Oh. You're they welcome. Call him they call him Professor. You didn't call him Professor. What? It said the FBA again served the, the Hogwarts, and again they did not respond. Finally, on February 11th of 2016, the FBA took them to court asking a federal judge to enforce the subpoena. Within weeks, U.S. District Judge Jeffrey A. Meyer asked for further briefing and uh, heard a, and Hogwau as so the government and the Hogwau's face off. As John W. Larson, an assistant United States attorney, wrote, the respondent's use of a UAS uh, falls within the scope of the FAA's authority as set forth in the plain language of the above statutory and regulatory scheme, specifically the UAS shown in the respondents' videos of an aircraft, because even though it is unmanned, it is uh, uh, a contrivance, contriv how do you say that? Contrivance. Contrivance device that is invented, used, or designed to fly in the air. Bob Hogwarts attorney Sarah made uh, fired back in his own response. The present case is one of the first impressions. Uh, no Article Three court has uh, had occasion to examine the scope of the term aircraft. It's using the FAA organic statute or 14 CFR. The statutory definition of aircraft is ambiguous, and the FAA's construction is patently absurd. Sure. Uh, blah 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 and blah 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 numbers looks simple enough I, I think anything that flies the verb fly as in fly in air is not so plain though there is fly in the sense of airborne locomotion uh, locomotion I'm sorry locomotion uh, like how birds fly from one place to another but flags also fly when attached to a pole, don't they? No. Oh, shit. They also say that plastic bags or uh, bits of paper carried on the air fly about isn't that a note of American beauty? Oh, shit. And don't we say that bullets or knives or any airborne dangerous object, don't they fly through the air too, especially when there are a lot to them? Baseballs can go pretty high. We call it a fly ball. This guy and his lawyer are fucking morons. Let's talk about what the word is is for a minute. Well, that depends on what your definition of is is. It flies, right? Just like a zipper in your pants? That's a fly. Um, God damn. People are case fucking... Case law on this point and thin, but seemingly definitive, at least for now, the FAA did prevail in the... 2014 decision uh, by the National Transportation Safety Board 
I'll find that drones meet the legal definition of an aircraft. But as Sarah May noted in his court filings, no actual court has ruled definitively on the issues. Uh, Sarah May uh, declined comments at ARS. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> like they said, the technology is already up there, just the legal shit has to catch up to it. Yeah. Well, it says on a broader question of the legality of arming a drone, the law prohibits recklessly endangering the public from flying an aircraft, she added. Regulations also prohibit dropping an object from an aircraft in a manner that creates a hazard to person or property. There may be no federal law that explicitly says it is unlawful to arm a UAS and shoot bullets from it, but there is a strong argument that shooting bullets from a UAS would be considered illegal under one or more existing provisions that are designed to ensure safety. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But yeah, I mean, this is... You so you make this little fucking thing, and it flies around, and it fucking shoots you and you're dead, and it flies the fuck away and goes into a school and shoots up a bunch of fucking kids, and then it sets the school on fire. Brilliant fucking idea. God damn, people are stupid. I wonder if Frank has opinions about this one. Jesus, God in heaven. People are fucking retarded. That's just like, uh, I'm allowed to have it. It's my oppression. Shut the fuck up. Like George Carlin said, the government's got all the flamethrowers. I think we're fucked if we ever have to go against the government. This... Okay, next story. <laughs> what was your opinions on it, Ben? You haven't really said much, but... <laughs> Hi, uh -oh. Ben. Guess what happened? Hi, Ben. What happened? It had an error. It said, oh, snap. Next thing I know, you were snapping on the Hangout. So... Are we even being are we live? Yeah, it's ready? still broadcasting. Go ahead. Can, please continue with the, the, the discussion. Go ahead, gentlemen. No, I was asking your opinions about it. Because, um, like, I was reading the last paragraph, and one of these, uh, the, one of these legal people, uh, someone smart. Said, yeah, someone smart. Yeah, the kid agrees. They call uh, them lawyers. Dude, you're loud as fuck. Yeah, look what happened to my finger. I got bit, right? Yes, I'm gonna be loud. I'm gonna turn the volume down. You're too fucking loud. You heard my ears. I'll put me in a whiny thing. Gonna lock somebody out of the studio. Please continue. Well, we were, we were asking what you thought, Ben. We can't really. <laughs> Why don't you just, well, while we're waiting for him, why don't you just entertain the audience and dance for us, Frank? Dance. What now? Huh? Who's a what's it? Okay, I don't so. even know her. 
So what do you think, Ben? Yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty much saying that uh, regulations prohibit dropping things from like airplanes and pretty much endangering people's lives, which uh, arming drones uh, would do. In, at the end of the day, pretty much. Well, I mean, you can't set something on autopilot and send it out with a gun. I mean, Google has reason to have to send the self-driving car out with a you know a warning to cops. You know, they have to have permission to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it's like this guy is just in his backyard sitting a you know it's basically like having a toy helicopter with a gun or a flamethrower attached to it. You know, it's like doesn't matter if it's on your own property if there's the chances they could go off to your neighbors and burn their house down well yeah and the i believe the faa is going to be in you know you can f finagle the, the letter of the law all you want they're they're in charge of stuff that flies that could then you know drones it's going to be covered it's like saying oh when when you know the fcc came about they this technology didn't exist we didn't have the internet it's like that doesn't matter <laughs> it's a matter of how how the they choose to define it, and if they don't, if they don't meet the requirements, they'll have some, you know, they'll have Congress or somebody convene and and add stuff. And now they have that power, so, so whatever. It's like, Frank. It's like you have the the. Oh no, the drone the drone wasn't calibrated like right now. It's yeah. uh, spinning around, shooting bullets. Right. Or shooting flames. Well, you see, a bag flies through the air, so this that applies to this. Yeah. Let's talk about what is is for a minute. <laughs> All right. Well. Well, you could also say, uh, you could also be like, well, there's shit flying out of your mouth too, so. Right. So, movie written by algorithm turns out to be hilarious and intense. It's intense. Oh, intense. Uh. Yes. This is a long one, see. Um, ARS is excited to be hosting this online debut of uh, Sunspring, a short science fiction film that's not entirely what it seems. It's about three people living in a weird uh, future, possibly on a space station, probably in a love triangle. You know that's the future because H played by Europe. Erotic Gravity by Silicon Valley's uh, Thomas uh, Middle Ditch or yeah, Middle Ditch is wearing a shiny gold jacket. H2 Elizabeth Gray is playing with computers and C. Humphrey her announces that he has to go to the skull uh, before sticking his face into a bunch of green lights. Okay, It sounds like your typical sci-fi B-movie complete with Incoherent plot, except uh, Sunspring isn't the product of Hollywood hacks. It was written entirely by an AI. To be specific, it was authored by a re recurrent, recurrent neural network called Long Short Term Memory, or LSTM for short. At least that's what we'll call it. The AI named itself Benjamin. Knowing that an AI wrote Sunspring makes the movie more fun to watch, especially since you know how the cast and crew put it together. Director Oscar uh, Sharp made the movie by Sci-Fi London, an annual film festival that includes the 48-hour film challenge where contestants are given a set of 
prompts, uh, mostly props and lines they have to appear in the movie uh, and make over the next they make over the next two days. Sharp's longtime collaborator Ross Goodwin is an AI researcher at New York University and he supplied the movie's AI writer initially called Jetson as the cast gathered around the tiny printer Benjamin uh, spat out the screenplay complete with almost impossible stage direction like he is standing in the stairs and sitting on the floor then Sharp randomly assigned roles to the actors in the room as soon as we had a read through everyone around the table was laughing and then Heads off with the light, Sharp told Ayers, that actors interpreted the lines as they read, adding tone and body language as the results are what you see in the movie. Somehow a slightly garbled series of senses became a tale of romance and murder set in a dark future world. It even has its own musical interlude performed by Andrew and Tiger with a uh, a pop song Benjamin composed after learning from a cor corpus of 30,000 other pop songs. Hmm. And then it goes on talks about building the AI and stuff. Uh, but pretty much, I mean, like, it seems to me, like, you don't even need, like, an AI to, like, make, like, a plot movie. It's almost like you could just give a couple of, like, rules with, like, a, you know, to guide, like, a random word generator or whatever and it's like oh yeah you have a have have it come up with random words for the plot so like come up with like kitty cat laser <laughs> you know and now the everything's made up and the points of matter and whose movie is it anyway yeah so um yeah I guess they have like an old AI that's pretty much like screenplaying all this stuff you know You know, if this movie takes off, though, it's going to become a diva and want twice as much for the next movie. You right there, Frank? Yeah. It's also else. Yeah, I imagine. What are your thoughts, Frank? So, a computer wrote a movie? Right? Yeah, and it wasn't photons be free like on Star Trek Voyager. Hmm. Well, you got to remember, if you say something that data can't even solve, then you're in trouble. That's when they create the evil... Uh, okay, um... It, I imagine a mirror to our culture. No, the fucking AI team that they were tricking to saying racist, horrible things, that's a mirror under our culture. Oh! Speaking of trolls... <clears throat> hey Ian, did you see that uh, Twitch troll that uh, lost 50k? No. <laughs> well, you know how Twitch has a thing where you can donate money, and trolls were would they donate a lot of money and then take it back, and then the streamer would have to pay the difference for the refund. Hmm. Well, this asshole went into a bunch of streams and donated up to 50k, and then he tried to take it back. And PayPal said, no. So this, like, asshole 18-year-old is, like, out 50K. Well, 
his parents are out 50k. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay then. Well, what are your, what are your thoughts on the uh, AI written movie there, Ian? Um, I mean, I guess it's it's cool. Like I said, I mean, you know, the, a lot of these, a lot of plots of movies seem like they're pretty random, anyways. You know. Well, I mean, you know, considering we've sat through plenty of movies where they tell the actors to ad lib and just keep filming, it's like, how much, how messed up can it really be? I think it. <laughs> yeah. What, did you hear about that emoji movie? Uh, the is yeah, that was Sony a story. that's making them. Yeah, they're they're supposed to be being sued or something because people already had the rights to them. Well, I don't know, man. So, did, and did you want to do the Bueller story or uh, Bueller? Uh, I didn't have that on the list, but uh, we could talk about it. Is, that, is it still in the in the thing here? I'll drop it in the chat for Frank to check out about a town that is doing a weekend-long reenactment or recreation or whatever of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah. Shake it up, baby, now. Yeah. Listen and shout. I was telling Ben, this girl here is she's pretty hot, man. <laughs> Alright. Was it Sausage King? Really, she really looks hot in this picture, but, uh... Yeah, those are gonna be the girls that I guess are dancing with them and twisting and shouting. <laughs> Alright. Um... Well, it should be okay. high school freshmen. Oh. <laughs> yes. So pretty much playing homage to a beloved movie by selling thousands of tickets for a weekend-long citywide recreation takes military precision and logistical expertise. But David Fletcher has never done anything like this before. Yeah. Ferris Fest. Ferris Fest. Well, isn't the guy still alive? I mean, what's his name? Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. I mean, he's still alive, isn't he? Yeah. He, talking about him being in The Producers, and they just recently yeah. did a parody of The Producers about Donald Trump. Right. I can see clearly now the butt is gone. What so, what in the butt? What what in the butt? So yeah. I'm not sure too much. Like I didn't get a chance to read through this, but it's pretty. Well, it looks article. it's the lengthiest article of the evening. Um, yeah. Um. So, but pretty much, I guess they're trying to recreate the the scene from the movie, obviously. So. Um, I'm not sure if 
I mean, I would think that they would have Matthew Broderick there. I mean, he's not going to be the guy dancing. But is this like uh, the um, what's his name, uh, Lebowski Fest or whatever? Lebowski Fest. Yeah, there's like a thing where they they do like a week of like the big Han. What do they call that? Well, isn't there a town in England where they all dress like Ned Flanders? So, yeah, here it is. Hold on, hold on. Wait. Here we go. Copy. Yeah, Lebowski Fest. Uh, was I supposed to click on something? It's in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. I guess you might as well clump these two together in your notes there, man. <laughs> oh, boy. This is... Uh... That creep can roll, man. Why not? <laughs> oh man. So anyway, can't believe you never heard of that. Well, I mean, some people are very, you know, they consider the Big Lebowski the most religion. Duff from uh, Cake Boss, he went to that. Okay. All right then. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. So, do you guys have any thoughts about the festival? Oh, the basket fest? It looks awesome. Okay. I'd totes go if I could. Why can't you? I'm poor and lazy. He's too poor to go to the Lebowski Fest. Ian. Yeah. Well, how much is it? I don't know. Oh, man. Anyways, did, what kind of... Let's go to onto your news articles, Ben. Alright, finally some real news. I mean, Ben's news. So... All right. Oh, no. Alright. We're gonna go there. I'm just kidding, guys. So I'm with the turds. My my new story. I saw this one on Reddit, and I thought this looks like a story the guys would like to hear. Tesla knows when a crash is your fault, and other car makers soon will too. Hmm. Everyone... Tesla knows it from the grave. Everyone makes mistakes, and many people try to cover them up, but if you try to hide an error made behind the wheel of a car made by Tesla Motors, you are liable to get caught out. In fact, trying to hide what really happened in any kind of car accident could soon become just about impossible. That's lesson of an incident over the weekend in which the owner of a Tesla Model X SUV crashed into a building and claimed it had suddenly accelerated on its own, but Tesla vehicles are constantly connected to their manufacturer via the internet, and the company had this to say in a statement to The Verge. Data shows that the vehicle was traveling at 6 miles per hour when the accelerator pedal was abruptly increased to 100%. Consistent with the driver's actions, the vehicle applied torque and accelerated as instructed. This kind of data 
effect corrective is set to get more com is set to get more common. Most automakers don't log data from their vehicles in the same way Tesla does, but the industry appears to be headed that way. The majority of cars sold in the U.S. now have event data recorders, sometimes described as black boxes, that log data to be examined in the event of an accident. Most of the, those devices don't record as much detail as Tesla does or send it out over the internet, but internet connectivity in cars is becoming more common, and car makers are keen to make use of whatever data they can get from, their, from our vehicles. So, yeah. But it's an interesting little article. I mean, I figured Ian would be interested in this as the they were watching you. Big Brother is yeah. monitoring your car. Yeah. Well, I know everybody was all up in uproar about like all that black box in your car and stuff, you know. Like, well, if if it's in a plane, you're kind of glad it has a black box. I mean, yeah. you'd probably be more glad that you weren't on the plane, but <laughs> still, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we. You just can't escape it, man. Like every. Well, I figure it'll be. Man, it's it's going to be a good thing, because if a car's stolen or say somebody gets kidnapped, it's like they know, you know, the number or whatever of the car. They can find it. You know, I'm I'm sure down the road when all this stuff becomes more prevalent. So, yeah. what are your thoughts, Frank? Um. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a, it's a gray area. Because well, we're a snapshot discount. People were like, I don't want something knowing what I'm. Do it's not like they got a guy sitting in your car, but then they do. Well, it's like how people, you know, people use Google. And Apple Maps and stuff, and work, work, you know, nobody raised a fuss over it until, oh hey, did you hear it caches your location? What? What? <laughs> then all of a sudden, everybody was worried, and they changed it, or at least they said they did. But it's like, you know, nobody really knows what what all's going down. When we talked before on a previous episode about hackers being able to hack your car and shut it down on the highway, so yeah. I don't know, man. I thought I'd toss that one out there. It seemed interesting. So, next news story. Seagraph 2016 launches Summer of VR. So, I hope you guys aren't sick of VR stories, because... <laughs> VR Village will celebrate Summer of VR with unprecedented number of cutting-edge experimental virtual reality and augmented reality installations. Seagraph 2016, the world's leading annual interdisciplinary educational experience showcasing the, the latest in computer graphics and interactive techniques will celebrate the summer of VR with an unprecedented number of ex experimental and cutting-edge virtual reality and augmented reality installations during this year's conference, a conference where attendees can render the possibilities. EGRAF 2016 will be held at the Anaheim Convention Center 24-28 July 2016. So, yeah. Hmm. They got a listing of some of the different things coming out. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, since I watch a lot of Let's Players, and every so often they're talking about, like, ooh, they've got the Oculus, or ooh, I got, they got the Vive now, or they got the this or that. You know, and it's like, 
it's becoming a thing, guys. I mean, they really want it to be a thing, like, you know, 3D movies. Yeah. So. You know, I, I was thinking, you remember that, I think we did an article or two about them back in the day. Uh, you remember those phones that, like, you could band in stuff because the screens were so flat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they should, like, they should start making phones that were, like, geared towards it. This type of thing. I mean, they already have like pretty much that phone that's going to be pretty much made to be a connect now, like we just talked about. You might as well make a phone that's just geared towards VR. Just have uh, uh, like a curved phone that you could sort of bend in like a curved position and then you could do that. Because I think that would be better than like a flat phone using that as VR, you know? Well, the thing, the appeal about, you know, the things we have now is that there's you can slot in your phone. So it's like if you've got an iPhone or you have an Android, you can just slot it in. Or if you've got a Samsung, you can just pop it in. It's like it, once you make it where, hey, if you want the special VR phone and it's more expensive than the regular one, it's like, nah, man, I won't. <laughs> you, like, I'm not going to pay extra for a thing I haven't used. <laughs> it's, like, and it's like, I don't know if that's any good or not. Yeah. So, I don't know. But speaking of VR experiences, uh, I guess that move on to my next story kind of evenly. Patrick Osborne lends his talents to new VR experience Pearl. So there's one from AWN, and I also have one from good old friends at Cartoon Group. <laughs> Talking about, oh. I figured I'd have figured I'd have some yeah, evil this coverage. Is a, this is a giant link. Oh, this is uh, two links. Two, two, two links. <laughs> Google's innovative quest to transport the the best in narrative animated short filmmaking into the world of VR has taken another big step forward and with the release of their newest VR experience, Pearl, written and directed by longtime Disney Air Patrick Osborne, who won the Oscar for his 2014 short Feast. Pearl is a heartwarming story that follows the vagabond lives of a girl and her father who eke out a meager existence traveling the country in an old Chevy... Citation? Viewers experience their lives in various 360-degree environments, watching them grow up both as individuals and as a family. So, let's see. Show a couple screenshots. There's the trailer. I mean, I listened to to a bit of a podcast recently where they were talking to a, a guy who works on virtual reality films. They're like, it's a weird thing because you have to be able to make a world for people to cat, you know, to look around, because people want to look around and stuff. And if you like make a just a regular film with a set window, <laughs> and it's like you do, or you just use it as like the car- they're just like, like they can't interact, they're just staring. Then like they don't address the character, and it, I mean, they don't address the viewer, and it gets weird. And people don't like that. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on VR filmmaking? And it's it's kind of a different animal than anything I think we've done we've seen. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's I don't think it's gonna be like you would think having VR you would be so immersed in everything, but it actually is less and 
immersive as far as the storyline goes, I would think, because you're not getting, you know, that you're probably not getting as much of the, like, the angles, you know, the camera angles and lighting and, you know, the exact thing that the director wants you to feel as much, I would think. But it's, my opinion also is that it's, it's always good to have options. So it's, it's going to become a different medium. It's just, I don't think that it's going to necessarily be what the director wants as much. Well, I mean, like, video games used to be a very much, you know, this is what it is on the screen, you move these pixels back and forth, and there's, you know, they can account for everything, but then now you've got these open world things, and people can wander and explore and find things, and it's like, you have to account for all that stuff, you know, and it's like, you know, what do you do if you're... That's why Rockstar is all up in arms about mods and you doing this and that with their games, you know. Well, have you seen that clip online of these guys driving, a, you know, riding in a, a racing game with, like, a VR headset, and the guy says, okay, now get up, all right, now switch seats and sit down, okay, okay, I'm sitting next to myself while it's going, yeah, this is cool. He says, now look mm-hmm. over at the driver's side, and it's a headless driver, they're like, ah, <laughs> what have we I done? See- I still say, though, that the idea of having VR while you're physically riding a, a roller coaster is a cool idea because it's like, I'd, I'd love to be able to see, like, you're riding a roller coaster above, like, a virtual, like, volcano or something above la- lava, you know? Well, one of those 4D environment things. Yeah. Where, see, I can see that, like, a virtual... I think we talked about this on the show before, but a virtual roller coaster better than a real one because you could just swap it out. You're like, you know, you're flying through a fire and then next t- next week you're flying through indoor, you know. How about you, Frank? You've been with awful the, quiet. With a physical roller coaster, at least you can experience the G's and the wind and everything, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, the, a certain the amount G's. of that is in your head. I mean, Yeah, because it's, like, it's like, like when I was buying uh, headphones... They're like, yeah, you could do that bullshit seven point whatever fake surround sound. They're like, but your brain does all the coding and figuring out for you. And like, if you ever watch somebody doing a virtual roller coaster, like I saw the one guy who was doing one, and he stood up. He goes, "That was a bad idea, bad idea." Well, yeah, because your brain's not you know designed to not be able to do that kind of stuff. It's like you ever been in in a car and cars parked next to you. And the, that car moves, and for a brief second, you're like, because oh. you think you're moving. You're like, this my car move. Oh, oh, no. It's like when I get in the car wash, and the stuff starts moving around me, I'm, it's like, I know my car is standing still, but it feels the other way around. Your car doesn't so, stand. What? Your car sits. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know the car had a butt, much less legs. Frank. It doesn't have feet. It can't stand. Does it walk? So, what's an object... An object can sit. Then. No, an object can rest, Frank. An object an is object at rest re- when it is sitting. An object at rest, at rest is always at rest. The object in motion is in motion or whatever. Uh, an object well, in motion is to being able to walk. Yeah, it stays in motion. Frank? Yes, Ben? If you're being a grammar Nazi, you better go to your <laughs> grammar bunker before I have to... Anyway. <sighs> Now but I'll anyway, be, I mean, this, this looks like... I'll be a comeback a, Nazi on you, Ben. <laughs> uh, so, it looks like an interesting short. I mean, I like, I dig the art style. 
did you, hey Ben, did you see uh, that um, I almost got away with it or whatever on Investigation Discovery? They've got a series where uh, it's 360 kind of VR where uh, a guy is getting away like he's jailbreaking and it's you. It's along the same lines. So like Hardcore Harry, Henry or whatever that, Hank yeah. or whatever that show is. Yeah. That movie. Hardcore yeah. Yeah. I sell propane and propane accessories. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'll tell you what. So, I'll okay, tell you what. I'll tell you what. Okay. I don't always tell you something, but when I do, I'll tell you what. All right, do, do either of you guys uh, watch any, any of the videos from Rooster Teeth? No? Oh, uh, yeah. I, they do all that uh, red versus blue and yeah, all that machinima stuff and achievement hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of them. Okay, well, I'll just get this next news story. Rooster Teeth's uh, Fest celebrates web animation. So, the RTX, Texas's largest gaming and internet event, announces the inaugural Rooster Teeth Animation Festival, a first-of-its-kind fest to bring together some of the best-known web-based animators and their fans for exclusive signings, panel discussion, and more. The festival will take place during RTX at the Austin Convention Center. July 2nd through the 3rd, Rooster Teeth Animation is a pioneering studio, a creator of some of the most successful online series, including Red vs. Blue and RWBY. So Rooster Teeth, oh Ben? Rooster Teeth Animation wants to celebrate this amazing time we're in as both animators and fans. We're starting by showcasing a collection of some of the top independent online talent, as well as studios that are trailblazing in the industry. But, Ben? Uh, are you going to go? I kind of don't have any travel plans for July, but uh, I, I don't know. I've heard good things about RTX. I mean, I remember the last days of Spill.com. They, they moved from having their con to showing up at RTX. So, hmm. Yeah, like, I saw a video of their studio tour because they're you know a production mm -hmm. studio production company or whatever for this type of thing i mean it's crazier than the uh linus's new studio because they got like uh shit loads of computers they got all these cintiqs everywhere that they well it's like on, you know I mean, well like well, like one of the guys who they host a show about doing stuff in slow motion and He's like one of the guys who he did the slow motion in. Um, was it Judge Dredd or no? Uh, what was that one that they said was a lot like Dredd? Because it's basically the same thing. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right, Frank? Nope. Uh, all right. <laughs> but you know he did uh, did stuff like that and. Slow motion for me. Slow motion. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, among the big names and webtoons that will present never-before-seen animation at the festival are How It Should Have Ended, 6-plus million YouTube subscribers, Explosum Entertainment, 5.8 million, Mondo Media, 2.9 million, and Frederator, 1.1 million, and more to be announced. So, I mean... Cool story, bro. I just think that I like the idea of web animators doing their own thing and coming out there and saying, hey guys, you know, we know you like our stuff. You know, Explosism, they're the people that do Sinai and Happiness. Frank knows oh, them. Right? What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think they do some Shark Explode or whatever. I don't know. They do stuff with uh, 
the, the guy from uh, Hijinks and Sue quite a bit. Oh, he's still around? Yeah, he, he does voices and stuff for some of their shorts, and, write, and I think he writes some of it. Hmm. So, I'm just surprised, like, how... How come they haven't been sued by Microsoft yet for having their content revolve around Halo characters? Well, let's be honest. When they started doing it, I'm sure Microsoft was all about, hey, these people want to make a thing with our, with our content and people pay attention. Because <laughs> remember, when the Xbox came out, they were, they were doing it at a loss for years. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, it's like this... They've done way more stuff than... Remember that guy that was trying to do the X-Men thing we were talking about? Like, he, he just tried to do, like, one little thing, and then they, they jumped all over him, that's for sure. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean... They've been doing this thing for years. Like, they sell DVDs and stuff with this, and all the memorabilia and shit. I don't know, isn't it all, like, machinima where it's all done in-game or whatever? Yeah, pretty much. No. That's a little I'm bit I'm sure different. by now they probably have, like, the character models and shit ripped and animated and everything. I don't know, man. So, uh, this next this next leak I'm just going to toss out here because uh, I, um, <laughs> I was looking at obscure media recently, you know, Frank and I were talking about somebody in an audience filming uh, I Love Lucy when they were filming the episode on their home camera, so it was in color, but even though the episode's in black and white, it's it's a weird, that was a weird thing. And I found, now I was looking at a list of some of the top videos from Obscure Media, and uh, this one, early CGI facial animation from 1974. So, surprisingly early and slightly creepy Parametric facial animation created at the University of Utah in 1974. Hmm. So. So pretty much, what does this do? It's a creepy face animation. Kind of looks like reboot, doesn't it? <laughs> huh. I mean, that's you know. Effort. If anyone's just watching the show for the first time, I'm not playing it because we got Bing that one time. So I'm yeah, we got we got Bing for a trailer, and uh, yeah, we'll, I'll have the links in the in the show notes so people can check it out, and it'll be in the blog post. So, but it's like you know that's a. I mean, there's, let's crazy. see. I mean, considering how how long ago that was, and that's still. I mean, I think it kind of looks like the Mike Myers mask a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that, that reboot character. I don't know. Well, I'm sure Frank would agree with me, too. It's like you see a lot of these, uh, you know, like these model demo tests and, like, the shader tests and stuff, and, like, they're crazy ridiculous, but they don't really get... Imp uh, What's the word? Uh, they don't hey, get applied. They don't get applied to the the mainstream for a long time. I know, I know. I said this before. Here's a selfie stick video from the 1960s. No, that's okay. I'll I'll watch that later. How about the first uh, the first like selfie from like the 1800s? 
Oh, man. Oh, no. Yeah, like, a lot of this stuff is just, like, tests and stuff, and they're not really applied to anything, you know? Well, I mean, in 1974, you know, this was shortly after computers took up a gymnasium, so it's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> you could do tests like this on one machine, but it's like, to get a film, man, I mean, even... Yeah. You know. And my last news story is uh, one for this month. Animation jams begin on June 13th on Newgrounds.com. Who's excited? Ben. Jam. Yeah, Ben's excited. So yeah, you can read all about it on Ben's Tumblr. How excited! Check out is. his Tumblr. Check out Haters his Tumblr. Gonna Check hate. out his Tumblr. But yeah, Newgrounds is hosting a summer animation jams event and starts on Monday, June thirteenth at three p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday the thirteenth. You'll be given a theme to create an animation around. So you'll have two weeks, and then they're going to go in rounds. They they say they expect to have four to five rounds, so you'll get two weeks to animate a thing. And they said on uh, the round two will take place on Robot Day on Newgrounds, so we'll have a robot theme. But they're not announcing it yet, what it, what the uh, themes are yet, because it's all going to be surprise, so people can't work on it in advance. Surprise, motherfucker. All right. Right. Your animation will have a shot at the $100 Best Animation Prize on Robot Day. Artists, game developers, musicians, you also have Robot Day prize categories. So. Oh, no, not prize categories. Yes, yeah, so you may work in a team, but each team should speci- specify the lead animator who will get the points. Support members may include background art, BG animation is fine, color, in- coloring in between voice actors, musicians, and sound editors. You'll have honorable mentions for notable support players at the end of the event. And then they, they're they basing, they're going to do four to five rounds, and they're warding out points for, you know, like you get first place, you get whatever, and you get so many points, and then at the end of the of the rounds, whoever has the most points wins! That's how that works. It's like, oh, yeah, you did all the work on our team here, but uh, we'll classify you as being an intern, so you, you get nothing. You get nothing. Good day, sir. That'll just be a late slay. Well, I mean, you know, this the animation jams, it's it's more of a thing to get a thing done, to do a thing for the challenge, to you know and you when you finish it, it's your film, you know. If you can it's all voluntary participation it's your film. if you, you, know. do what you want to. I'm looking forward to it because I could stand to build up my demo reel some. How about you, Ian? You gonna participate yeah. in a round or two? Yeah, I bet you, if Frank. Uh, if if this was a, a pinstriping jam, I bet you he'd do it. Well, you, Frank. That's the one thing you know that I do, huh, Ian? <laughs> Boy, you know I think about. I, I bet if this was. Hanging out in your house alone with your wife, Jam, Frank would be the yeah. king of it, right? <laughs> yeah, what, what else do you do? You play, you play video games, you work, and come home and kiss your wife? Play the guitar. Uh, oh, yeah. Work Just on cars. a couple of tunes on your guitar. Yeah, you maybe stop doing that, you big baby. <laughs> oh, man. 
So oh, I'm sorry. I just thought... you, go... you want to go back to the strumming the guitar in your underwear? Well, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> Frank turns into Jack Black from Orange yeah. County. <laughs> she said, I'm going to burn this mother down. Like, you better not. <laughs> Like she said, it was an electrical fire. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ben Stiller. What? So he was he was the fireman that said we got a runner. <laughs> hmm. So Ben, you you were asking me about something? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the on animation jams? Ian, you gonna you know participate? He's not gonna. Oh, you mean you mean am I am I gonna? try to start modeling a character from scratch and then texture it and then rig it and then make a whole environment and then light it in two weeks. Yeah, sure, I'll I'll do that and I'll learn C++ and make a video game. <laughs> and then I'll make too. a movie and write a book. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure you've got some rigs already modeled in. Let's just use one of them. No, actually, I really don't have like a whole lot of rigs because remember, I I lost a lot of content before because of that hard drive Whoa. thing. So. Well, this could be this could be your chance to rebuild your portfolio and put it on your on your website, on your Tumblr. <laughs> put it on my uh, Tumblr, my Tumblr, my Tumblr, which I don't have. All right. Well, I'll I'll go make you a Tumblr, Ian, and then it'll oh, be great. Cool. <laughs> hey, bust me out a website and a Tumblr while you're doing this animation, Jam. <sighs> well, that's my news for the week. Oh, really? <laughs> Holy shit, we're done. Why, why are you sound surprised? You... I was expecting, like, at least another five articles or something. And I, I surprised you last week when I only did this many. Cartoon Brew. Alright, so have we figured out what we're doing with trivia again or no? Oh yeah, uh actually yes I did. Okay. Um, so uh Okay, so the website seems like it's uh it's Still, you know, they they still don't have the untimed quiz. But uh, what we could do is uh, I I tested this out the other day, and uh, since what we'll do is we'll have we'll open up two versions of the quiz at the same time. We'll have the the lit the quiz with the list of all the questions, and then per question we'll uh, we'll have the other quiz where it's the timed one where it. It goes, uh, you know, you have so many seconds, but we'll keep that on the other page and we won't look at it until we're all ready to answer on the, the one with the list of questions. And then once we uh, see who gets it right or wrong, then we could click next on the other quiz and then just go on to the next one and next one, you know what I mean? As long as you're doing it, all right. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, I'll do it, but I'm just saying it's, We'll probably have to do it like that because I want to have to find another site for that shit. Yeah, but uh, first we should probably play the theme music. Yes. Yeah, 
Hey, Ian. Hey, what? I told you I... Why is your volume so quiet and been so loud? Huh? By the way. I can't, I can't hardly hear you, but I, I can hear Ben, and I'll ever turn it up. You're quiet as balls. I don't know. You can hear me just fine, can't you, Ben? Yeah. Um, anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, you remember how uh, I told you I had a rain meter uh, installed? Yeah. I've uh, been tweaking my, my settings, and uh, I, got, I got a whole new layout on my secondary display where I, uh, you know, the one where I was going to keep the time and the date and then the readouts for my uh, GPU and CPU temps and shit. Right. I got a, uh, you look over here, see I got a little honeycomb for all my uh, main apps I use and stuff. Yeah, it's a portrait monitor, so... Check it out. That's actually a volume knob right there. Cool. I put my uh, mouse over it and just scroll wheel up and down, and uh, it does it. Nice. And yeah. I got my GPU temp shit right there. I just cool. uh, oh, and check out. See that bottom where it says closed? Yeah. That's a that's a that's a mini music player, the same as that black thing in the middle there. That's a it's the same thing. Let me let me play something real quick. See, like, come on. Oh, here we go. Okay. Just wait for it. No, can we can we get on Shut to the up. Trivia? No. Trivia, Frank. We got. No. Yeah. No. Okay, Frank. We can see it playing. Remember, we can't play copyrighted stuff on the show. You can see it. I'm not playing it. You can't hear it. Right? Okay, how about we just don't care, Frank? Let's move on to the trivia that we're playing, because Ian has a date to get to after the show. And uh, that's, why, that's why I'm stalling. I just want to get home to see my family. <laughs> I thought that was my thing. You're already at home. Oh, yeah! I forgot. All right, and I am your family. Let's do this thing. Okay. Um. Okay, so what do we want to do? Did you do you want to go back to the academic thing, or what do you guys feel like? Um, let's just do one topic because if we have to have two windows open, this stuff's gonna get old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Is there a so way to see we... the most popular quiz and just take that sometime? I want to see what kind of shit people, the other people that go to this website do. Uh, How about a random one? <laughs> uh, okay, let's try that. Oh, man. What the fuck is Tuvalu? The South Pacific nation of, of what? I don't. Know. South Pacific nation of Tuvalu is one of the world's smallest, both in terms of area and population. And two questions about baseball, apparently. There are two quizzes about baseball. Let's uh, keep on scrolling because we don't know jack yeah. about baseball. Yeah. yeah. What else we got there, Ian? Um. Anything good? 
Let me click something here. Let me see if we can do those. Oh, oh famous okay. composers? No, I was just... Quantum nuclear physics. There we go. Oh boy! I I don't know. Since we did that uh, that fry thing today, today we could do uh, we do like a culinary one. Okay. See how... Do they have any weird fried foods? Trivia? Like yeah, county see. fair stuff? Fried green tomatoes. <laughs> Fried or boiled? Oh, it's about eggs. Uh, Islam. We won't know nothing. That's all right. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an easy quiz. What's in your dog's food? Oh, uh, wheat gluten, apparently. Food of the future. Show tunes about food. Eh. No oh, check out. My it. favorite food is a tough quiz, apparently. How do we eat fried worms? Hold on. Let's go to that. My favorite food? Yeah. So uh, let's see what tough is. Okay. Okay, I don't know. Do, 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 This quiz is 11 years old, Frank. Cool. Okay, so we'll start with this one. Alright. What type of food contains varieties such as Adelaide, Carson, Danvers, Kingston, Nantes? Is it courgette, oranges, carrots, or tomatoes? Hey, let me click on this link in here just to make sure the question starts. Um, I'm going to say... Say carrots. I'll say oranges. I want to say oranges as well. I'm gonna say oranges. Okay, let's see what it was. Oh. Carrots. So Ian got that one. Yeah. Okay. So. You can kind of see what I'm trying to go here for. I mean, it's not too much more complicated, but it's the best we could do. What is a thick spread made from mashed chickpeas, tannin, tanni, tannini, tanni, lemon juice, and garlic? It originated in the Middle East. Is it hummus, ebony sauce, kotu, or calamari? And Ian went first, so it's my turn next. Thick spread made of man. That's a. Hummus, isn't it? Yes, that is hummus. 
I will go with Thomas as well. And the answer. Yeah. It's Matt, of course, the vegetarian and the former vegetarian will get that one. <laughs> you know well, chickpeas? You know another word for chickpeas? Garbanzo beans. Hey, Ben. Hmm. But what's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? What? I've never paid that. I've never paid five hundred dollars to have a garbanzo bean on me. Okay, so what have our listeners told us that one? Wait a minute, Frank. You were you used to be a vegetarian? I didn't know that. Yeah, for a long time, and then I had when I came down with gout. I really had a hard time eating anything with protein that wasn't also really bad for gout. So I said, "Fuck it, I ate chicken." That's really, really the only meat I eat anymore is chicken. Really, really, Frank? Because because I remember you came down with gout after talking about your triple baconator a day habit. <laughs> well, that I gave up. It was so hard to not eat meat because my ex was always, you know, uh, let's just get something, you know, so fast. So I said, fuck it. I ate triple bacon airs with chili every day. And uh, and you wonder why you came down with gout. The Latin name for this food is Citrus Sinensis. What is the English name for it? Lemon, orange, lime, or grapefruit? Franklin, this one's yours. I'll say grapefruit. Mm. I'll also say grapefruit. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with probably the tartest of them all. I'm gonna go with lime. Okay. It was. It was orange. Examples of this food are San Marano, Wigmore, Albriaco. Albriaco. Is it olive oil, cheese, peppers, or chili? Ian? Um, I'm going to go. Actually, it's funny. I'm trying to play trivia with you guys, and I'm trying to play trivia crack with my girlfriend. Kind of fun. Uh,. Multitasking, trying to get better at it. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna say. Olive oil? Actually, no, I'm going with peppers. I'm going to go with cheese. I'll say cheese as well. Cheese, please. Oh, yeah, got it. Cheese! Yeah. The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. What food comes from the Greek words meaning mountain and joy? Anato, oregano, cardamom, or taragat. This would be me, huh? Mountain Joy. Well, considering the only one of those I recognize is oregano, I will say oregano. 
I'm going to say Terragon. Isn't that one of the bad guys in Godzilla? Maybe. If not, it should be. I'm going to go with C. Cardamon. And the answer... Oregano! Yeah! Yeah! Alright. That's what I gotta say to that. Mm -hmm. What'd I do? Alright. Oh, yeah. What food comes from. Alright. This food can be loosely categorized into four groups crisphead, butterhead, leaf, and romaine. What is it? Spinach, rhubarb, cabbage, or lettuce? Frank? Lettuce. Yeah, it's lettuce. They had those yeah, it's, it's eggs lettuce. They say romaine with the, for the sale. Yeah, that's the dead giveaway right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lettuce. Oh, that looks... Yeah, well, we got it right anyways. So this is a tough quiz, huh? Well, it probably was 11 years ago. I don't think lettuce has changed that much in 11 years. What food is known as alligator pear in English? Aguacacate. Why am I always having to pronounce these words I don't know? Aguacacate and palta in Spanish. Grapefruit, pear, avocado, aubergine. Ian? I'm going to say avocado. I'm going to say avocado. Yeah, me as well. Avocado. Avocado. What food was thought to cause cancer and be poisonous around the 1540s in Europe? Cherries, avocado, bananas, tomato. Wow. Hmm. Um, I I knew this one, and I'm torn between either bananas or tomatoes. I'm gonna say tomato. I'm gonna say cherries because you might be able to confuse them with like poison berries or something. You know. I'm gonna say cherries. Okay. And the answer. Uh, to tomato. Tomato. That's Ben got it. Yeah. Ben actually knows something. Nobody else believes him, but Ben knows stuff. I already know Ben knows his vegetables. It's a fruit. Tomatoes are fucking fruits. It says right there. Yeah. It's fucking fruit. You know what I mean. You know what I fucking mean. No. You mean the wrong shit. Alright. Uh, what do you know? A, a vegetarian knows his fruits and vegetables. A chicken's product is an... Answer, one word, three letters. Frank, really? what, what do you think this one is? Egg. Oh, and here I thought it was the the product they put in their hair. No, wait. Uh, egg. I mean... Let me say egg is a... I mean, seriously. What else could it be? This is a tough quiz. Yeah. We also would have accepted Egg. egg. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Okay, I see this. Uh, 
Right. Which U.S. state had the very first Colonel Sanders fast food outlet selling chicken? Was it Oregon, Kentucky, Maine, or Utah? Ian? Wow! Uh, Kentucky. Hmm. I'll say Kentucky, but what do you want to bet it's not? Because <laughs> if not, this is, this trivia has no purpose calling itself tough. What do you think, Frank? <laughs> it's it's Kentucky. Kentucky. All right, Kentucky. Kentucky. That's all it is. It's working out. Uh, we just got to get five more. Five so, more questions. I say this time for the culinary. We'll try to do harder, like, you know, culinary type stuff. You know, like, you guys saw uh, Pretty Woman, where she had, you know, like, those forks and spoons and stuff. So, like, well, that's etiquette. Well, I guess, like, etiquette or, like, you know, like, fancy fancier food stuff. Food stuff. So, that, that would be Brit. <laughs> do 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 Impossible? Wow, there's an impossible quiz. <laughs> Very difficult, impossible. You want to do that one? Want to see how? <laughs> want to see if we how smart we are? Well, yeah, both, sure. all these are five. Almost all those are five questions. So yeah, let's do it. Impossible, tough, very difficult. Okay. I'll just open the that one there in the second window, and then we'll just do this. All right. What plant has the largest leaves and provides edible oil? Basu palm, Madagascar giant, a carry tree, raffia palm. This is me, huh? Yeah. Or yeah. I'm gonna say Basu Palm. I'm gonna say Otari. Uh, let me see. Let's say the one from the Disney film. Which is what? Madagascar. Well, that wasn't Disney. Oh. Was that DreamWorks? Yeah. Yeah. I don't fucking know those kids shows. Or those kid movies, I mean. <laughs> okay. What's the answer? The Jazz Kick Ass. The Jazz Kick Ass. See that? That was the guy's name. Raffia Palm. None of us got that one. What is the Philippine process of cooking in vinegar? A loading? Paxing? Paxmik? Or palo? Frank, this one's yours? Palo? That's what I was going to go with. I'll go with palo. Oh, it was a trap. 
trap. It was actually pass Pasqui. 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 What is the most prized Indonesian beans referred to the Dutch as stink bean? Stink bean. Brioche? Asala? Pate? Picarel? Ian? I'm gonna say pate. I'm gonna say prioche. I'm gonna say pickerel. And the answer. Pate. Yeah. He actually got one, guys. Yeah, well, we got two left, so this is going to be interesting. Got two chances. What is the local fruit of Central America to Brazil, which is often f fermented to make vinegar? Batanga? Mendolke? Arduica? Quetzalcoatl? Quetzalcoatl. Okay, this is B, huh? Fermented to make vinegar. Central America to Brazil. I want to say Erudusia. I want to say Quetzalcoatl. Uh, Are you guys doing? Are you guys doing five? We didn't do this one yet. Blowing yeah, we did. Oh, we didn't? No. Well, then. Oh, we'll do that one next. All right. Okay. okay. No, we can't because we got to do the time one. So, yeah. what is the yeah. name of the luminous glowing in the dark evolves? Giga? Retsnil? Versone? Peduck? Okay, so this is mine. Glowing in the dark evolves. Uh, Red Snows? I say Pita. I'm going with Quagga. Pita. Hey, I got one. Frank got one. Uh, you were both one behind me, so this next one decides if we need to go into a tire breaker or not. Okay. Alright, so what is the local fruit? And I said Aradicia. I said Quetzalcoatl. Or, sorry, Quetzalcoatl. And Ian went with. I'm going with the Tonga. Alright, and the answer. Wasn't that the girlfriend of Boy Meets World? That's Topanga. <laughs> I know, it's Tonga. Ian and I are now tied. Dun, 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 dun. So now we must do a tiebreaker. I'll get a stick, and you get a stick, and I'll try and knock you into a fire pit, or, or however that works. Well, if, if I would have known that uh, we were going to have to do a tiebreaker, I would have started with the very difficult first, then the impossible. <laughs> well... Um, 
we could do uh, the third one of that one because that would be the next one. Bring it on, Ian. Bring it on, fat boy. Frank is not. Ian is not Santa Claus, and you are not a pork chop. Coming for you, pork chop. This quiz is 16 years old. Yeah. Which fruit comes from the etymology? Yeah, sole of the foot. Mango, apple, plantain, cherry. I've heard of that before. And, and this would be Ian's. 15. Uh, I'll go over here. Um, I'm going to say cherry because I know cherries are good for your gout and you get the gout a lot in your foot so <laughs> I'll say mango I'm going to say plantain you're not playing Frank this is tiebreaker I'm saying plantain god damn it <laughs> you were all crying well, I don't want other people to jump in and, and cause time hey look uh, now we're all tied I said you were playing Frank <laughs> it's still a goddamn tiebreaker it doesn't matter if it's between all three of us I'll allow it yeah that's right god damn it what animal is slaughtered for the Feast of the Cross, September 14th? Pig, Kwarma, Guna, Zebek. This would be me. I'm going to say pig. Guana? Uh, That's not like guano. That's guano. They have guano. Yes, it sounds like guano. My wife had guano on her uh, car from our garage. There were some bats in it. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the pig, too. Well, how are we going to break a tie if you just go with the same thing? Oh, is that what Frank went with too? No. Where are you going with Frank? Guano. Remember? You said it sounds like guano. So you're going with C? Yes. Or B. Okay. Oh, it was B. Neither of us. Or none of us got it. Okay. What dish from Sumatra means victorious buffalo? Minkalo. Is it Adentang, Ondang, Pladang, Rendang? Frank? Adentang. I'm going mundane. It sounds like mundane. That's a mundane answer. <laughs> Being like that. And you went with which one did you go with, Frank? A. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Rang Dang. Rang Dang Sweep and Tang. Rang a dang dang. A rang a tang? Oh, Ben got it. Ben is now the winner. Ben is winning on his own show. This is rigged. Game is fixed. Well, you guys well, ran the game, and I'm the one who's reading, up. apparently. Shut up. 
Play yes, well, you can't shut me up because I have my victory speech. Whether it's rigged or not, Ben's technically the winner. Sorry, Frank, we're playing you off the stage. Because I am the greatest, and now I'm going away for no reason. You said that last week. Yeah, because I won then, too. When you cheated and won then. <laughs> Make your speech. Speech, speech. It better be a damn good speech, too. Oh, uh, boy. Anyway, what would you like uh, to say about humanity and how you can make things better? Well, I would like to tell you that we're building a wall and we're going to make Mexico pay for it. And so, oh, Ian, yeah. do you think Bernie's going to finally drop out? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of sad, man. They Andy. all but called it for uh, Hillary, and Obama says, "Yeah," and Bernie's like, "We're not giving up." Get Bernie Mac, I mean Bernie Sanders, out of there. Oh, man. Bernie Mac Sanders. Anyway, with that said, oh, hey, I didn't activate my... Well, I turned on my thing. There there we go. Now you can see my... And that's not the color I chose it now to be. Check out this Tumblr. Oh, no, that's that's my website. It's uh, my website where people can go check it out. At uh, I'd like to thank Ian for uh, handling the trivia, even though he had to have two browsers open and click out one. It's, it's it's not that hard. It's just a couple extra clicks. It's better than trying to find a website that's like we don't even know that much, you know. Like, and we try to search before we try to look at a lot of websites, and like we found a couple sites with a couple like quizzes that. Sort of did what we wanted, but then we had to find other websites and sort of put them together or something, you know. So, yeah, thanks for the news and trivia, Ian. Um, sure. I'd also like to thank my arch nemesis, Franklin, for uh, staying in his seat for most of the time. He, uh, when did I get up? I don't know, Frank. I got kicked off for a second. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can uh-huh. give you the benefit of the doubt that you would stay in your seat like a good boy. <laughs> so... <laughs> so with that all said I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in this week and until next time we'll see you on the other side thank you boobs helper. shot Ahsoka boobs last word boobs <laughs>